Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. Uh, it's been a week. It's been an Aston Villa week. There's been two wins, two results. It's all been positive and I'm uh, delighted to say that I'm, I, James Rushton, am once again joined by the returning Danny Raza. How are you getting on? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, obviously, it's it's good to be talking today off the back of a good result uh, after, you know, a few, few slip-ups. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, last week we had Matt Lynch on. And he, uh, we fantastically kind of dived in and digested that crushing, crushing, crushing uh, night loss, which seems to hold so much relevance now that Aston Villa are riding a wave, a high of two victories, mate, uh, two victories in a week. Difficult matches as well, Cardiff and Leeds. I mean, Leeds are in a tailspin, but they've, they always put up a fight and they did on a Friday night. But first things first, mate, what about that Cardiff result? I'll tell you what, right, that was what, like, as far as anything happening up until the playoffs and... You know, the whole idea that that um, it, it's going to be very, very difficult to catch Cardiff or Fulham up there. You know, there was a f- there was only a few results within the next few games that, you know, we, we could really sort of get ourselves up for. I mean, as, as fans, I reckon. And I tell you what, getting one over on Cardiff City was so, so satisfying. Um, and it's one of the most satisfying uh, results of the season, I reckon, uh, purely because of the way that, that Cardiff City were, were acting going into the game. Um, off the back of Neil Warnock as well, uh, being incredibly disrespectful, uh, in- incredibly disrespectful to the Wolves boss. You know, there's been sort of this attitude going around that Cardiff City are, uh, you know, what's it, what's it called? Well, that, that Cardiff have some sort of uh, high-held authority uh, to, to get into the automatic playoff place, and for us to get one over on them, I thought was fantastic. And now, obviously, they're they're out of that second place spot, and um, you know, it looks like it's probably going to Fulham. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was a well earned result for us, and we capped it off with you know, an absolute humdinger of a goal. Yeah, Villa really have um, kicked on this week, and uh, well, kicking was one thing that Jack Grealish did with that goal. It was stupendous. And how about Ruben Nevis to spoil all that party with his uh, well, wow, his Welder? Ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It was, it was, because uh, it was him. It was Jack Grealish, and it was also Evans of, um, I think it was uh, from the Sheffield United lad. Yeah, and don't forget Paddy McNair yesterday as well. They're absolutely teeing off in the championship. Yeah, really hard. Some stellar goals. I don't know what's happened. I think it must be because so many of the teams are that close to the end of the season and can't really affect much of what's going on that some of the players are probably just taking, you know, taking shots at things that they just wouldn't usually do. I'm absolutely here for this uh, championship home run derby, mate. It's, uh, they've been belting them in. And Jack Grealish's goal, let's get down to it, man, because uh, there's a lot of talk about comparing these goals, who was better, who who's was worse. And they've got both got a lot going for them. They've, you know, they're both, they're both arguments, but I don't care. I just want to see goals, goals. Abs- I want to see people absolutely smashing that net off. Really do. And uh, I think we're we're all we are all winners. This the only thing that wins is the game of football, mate. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Every, every single one of us wants to see uh, twenty second goals that we consume, you know, within the space of a few seconds on Twitter. You know, it's 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 it's, it's great to see them going in, and I think it gives the championship a lot of attention. Uh, people see things that they wouldn't usually see, uh, and I mean, these are sort of things that perhaps wouldn't have even been videoed back in the day. So. Um, I think we're 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 very lucky as footballs like football fans living in the modern era where we get to see some amazing things happen, some um, amazing football being played. And you know what? Funny thing is with goal of the month, it doesn't really matter, does it, who gets it? Because at the end of the day, you could get two or three months of tap-ins, right? And then you get one worldie like Jack Grealish 
um, <laughs> like Jack Grealish got. And then the next day you could get somebody getting something even better. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, only one of those is remembered. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a funny old competition that, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to bother us, is it? Because at the end of the day, Jack Grealish's goal, I think, was the most satisfying. No, I think we should all just sit down and really take it and enjoy it. What I will say for Jack Grealish's goal is that it has context coming for it. Very, you know, won't say it's easy to do what Ruben Neves. I wouldn't dare say it was easy to say, you know, say it was easy to pull off what he did. No, this is beautiful. And uh, but Dar- Darby were knackered. They weren't playing well in that game. The game was gone. And whereas Cardiff were fighting Villa, you know, the context is there. One's a match winner, one isn't. So. I do, I do think Jack Grealish does. There is an argument. There's definitely an argument. But for pure visuals, you have to give it to Neves. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he chested it. And he controlled, he controlled it in the air and smashed it. It's like Jack Grealish, you know, bagged himself a nine, and then you know, Ruben Neves is in there with the Mister Steal Your Goal, you know, with a number ten. You know, at the end of the day, like that's 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 what that's what it is. Um, but both are you know beautiful in their own right. It's just that Ruben Neves just happened to get, uh, you know, get a goal that was better. We'll give Jack Grealish a narrative victory because it meant so much more. It really did. It was a uh, type of goal to give you hope and hope to what everyone had. But we could, you know, automatic promotion, guys. I mean, it ain't happening, is it, Danny? No, I, I mean, I said this as, as soon as we, we let those defeats go by a couple of weeks ago. You know, we, we, we ruined it. Absolutely ruined it for ourselves. Uh, the, the, the results that, that we should have got, we didn't get. And then all of a sudden, really, these games against Cardiff, these games against Leeds, um, and you know any of the games that we've got coming up against the end of the season, they, they're nothing more than than exhibition matches, I believe, or training matches, um, which which have you know perhaps a little bit more going for them uh, in terms of um, perhaps rivalry and, and bragging rights. But at the end of the day, it's it's not going to affect whether or not we're we're in the playoffs. Uh, we 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 were in the fight for second place, but basically we took our defeats too early, and and um, we're not anymore. Uh, but as I said before, these games are still important. We need to get the victories for the momentum, and we need to make sure teams are absolutely scared of us when it comes to the playoffs. No, we really do, and uh, I think Villa have progressed well. It's just a shame that we can look back and say that's where we gave up, and we can look back at the start of the season against Hull and the match after, you know, Reading. We uh we really didn't give ourselves the best go at kicking off. We didn't give ourselves the best go when we were on a high. We haven't really capitalised on the, the the matches we should have, and uh, we can say Norwich was the match where it all went wrong, or Bolton or QPR. And uh, you can look at you can look at too many games and say that. So yeah, I'm not going to pick out one single result and say that's where our season ended. No, I mean it's it's. I think I think it's more the fact that it, it was a run of games where the players clearly weren't putting in the same sort of performances. For whatever reason, I don't, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was to do with with, with fatigue, um, and it shouldn't be. Uh, but at the end of the day, all the other teams around us were doing well, uh, and and we we just did not give a good account of ourselves. I don't know whether the pressure got to some of the players, you know, pressure got to some of the lads. But yeah, it's a missed opportunity at the end of the day. Missed opportunity, and uh, I mean, yeah, there's a chance that we could be sitting here in a, in a few weeks' time and saying, yeah, it's fantastic. We've had a great season. You know, we, we've, we've picked up so many points along the way, beaten so many po- beaten so many teams along the way, and we've gotten promoted through the playoffs. But we could also look back at the end of the season and think, you know, for, for the football that we played and for the signs of, 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 of real uh, promise that we showed all season, uh, ultimately met out 
because when it did matter and when we did have the opportunity to change things, we didn't. No, I completely agree with you, Danny. I think you got it spot on there. And it's just a shame how it, took, it just seems so wasted almost. And yeah, I'm very happy with playoffs. I'm very happy that we managed to do a secure a player spot with some gusto we still got four games left so it's no you know it's not usually as easy as a task as guaranteeing something and mate we have to congratulate Villa on this because it's the first time in yonks that we have achieved something through a league finish you know it's not been a it's been a while mate since we've actually achieved something through our league position that's fantastic yeah but man it's we're we're talking we're comparing Europa League to to finishing in the playoffs in the championship finishing third in the championship could end could basically mean nothing it could mean promotion and it could mean so much but it could also mean absolutely nothing you're putting a lot on three particular games well at least we've got a chance now um you know it's better than finishing seventh and uh preparing for next season I'll take that and uh a lot of people say it's a lottery it's not a lottery the best team wins. It's not like you just put, you know, buy a ticket and suddenly win. The best team wins. If if I don't know, I think Villa have got a massive claim to be the best team out of those, whoever it could be. If people are worried about Millwall. Why are they worried about Millwall? Why are you going to be worried that much about Millwall? Raston Villa, we're the biggest team in the competition. We're the best team in the competition. If we don't win, it's a massive failure, but we, we are not the underdogs. If it's not a lottery, why don't you go and tell that to Watford versus uh, Watford and Leicester fans? <laughs> yeah that's that's more than true that's more than true I think that, that was a gutting result I, I know I know what you mean though I know what you mean at, at the end of the day if you if you match Villa you know one-on-one with with any other sides in the playoffs um, bar perhaps Fulham we're the better team and we should win we should win it's just a case of now that we've seen the team falter and get nervous towards the end of the season against poor poor sides when you know basically playoffs could have been sorry when automatic promotion could have been ours um like what what sort of trust do i have as a fan or you know does anybody have as a fan watching the team go in um and and and, and to think that we're we're going to we're going to you know handle our bottle or or show less nerve than we did um in in those particular games when these games have direct influence on whether or not we get promoted no i think you've you've made a case there's certainly a case there to say hey we shouldn't accept a player. So I'm perfectly happy with it. I think it was maybe the goal almost at the start of the season. True, they may have been aiming for automatic promotion and they better have been aiming for automatic promotion, but I hope that the goal was at least finishing in that player spot because it's a hell of a lot better than last season. I think last season, we don't talk about last season enough because it was just as terrible as almost as getting relegated. We were dire. Oh, no, totally, man. I just I just get scared that, that we end up, you know, just letting go of a load of players at the end of the season. It's 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 yeah. one of those things that happens to us every single year, and I'm just worried who's going to go this time around. I almost feel like we got let off last season or during this summer because it was like, okay, it's your first season of the championship, but what happens now if we don't get promoted? Who goes? Who stays? Um, and, I, and I just kind of get worried that we might end up being mediocre um, because of it. I really hope that doesn't happen, though. I completely agree. I think there's a lot of concerns towards the end of the season, especially. When we're, you know, we've, if we've got to Wembley and the other team are celebrating a penalty shootout victory and they're going to the Premier League, and we're sit thinking, we're sitting here thinking this team isn't going to be the same next season. We, it's a rebuilding project now, and I think we'll be lucky to uh, get promoted next season, especially if we don't go up this year. But I think um, it's something we really can't afford to ponder right now because we don't know. No, we don't. We have no idea who's staying or going. Look, as of, as of now, we're going to the playoffs, and that's. You know, that's that. That's final. That's been confirmed, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, so, look, 
we we can we can basically have this little podcast as a as a, as a, as a build up to that, and we can look at that like a cup final at the end of the day. Because hey, at the end of it, we might not get promoted, um, and there may be issues that we have to iron out at the end of the season. But if we do win it, if we do get to these um to this playoff final, and we and we do you know become the team that goes through and gets promoted, it could be huge for the club. Um, and we will have made it through that tough championship process that. Um, quite a few teams have had to go through over the last 10 years, namely Newcastle and West Ham United. Yeah, if we win this playoff competition, um, it'll be one of the biggest Villa victories or matches in, from what I can remember. I mean, you've got, the, of course, the magnificent FA Cup run and the FA Cup final, which is a disappointment. That was a huge match, though. And this got, this has to be right up there with it. Do you know what? I, I actually think if we do win the playoffs and go up, right, absolutely shut me up. Um, if 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 you like when when I, when I come to this, but I think it would go down as you know in the memory of Villa fans anyway, as second only to the champion to the Euro- European uh, Cup victory. I think people when they when they think about great Villa moments, they'll look at the European Cup victory and they'll look at this. That's what I think. I think there's a case there. I won't disagree. I won't like rip your head off and disagree. People will go, no, no, no. You know, you got the League Cups in a. The, the 90s, you've got chasing for the Premier League title, you've got gunning for Europa League under Martin O'Neill that one season. Well, I don't disagree because there's con, you know, you have to think of the context here, you have to think of the pressure. You you, you get to the Euro- European Cup final, it's amazing, but what's the consequences of losing? You know what I mean? There's massive consequences to losing this match. Well, and you don't really, do you have that with a, a Champions League European Cup final? No, no, look, look, I mean, obviously, no, I think, I think you do, um, in the case that you can never get. You could perhaps never get there again, um, which we haven't, obviously. Um, you, know, no, you know, not since 1981, sorry, 1982, have we actually made it back up there. So, I mean, that that there, that is it. That is the one, that is the, the, the main, you know, huge victory in Villa's history. But, you know, when you look at League Cups and you look at FA Cups, right? Uh, now, I I was only alive for four years in the 1990s, so I think people will rip my head off for, for, for saying it. Um, and... Obviously, I wasn't there, so I can't really make that much of a case. But if you lose a League Cup final, um, and we, we've seen Villa lose uh, a League or FA Cup final as well, you know, in the last 10 years or so, Both, yeah. Yeah. Um, then, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you go again next year and, 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 you know, okay, you don't win that cup, but you might have made it into Europe, right? With the championship, if you make it to the playoffs... Uh, you're competing against 24 of the teams there and you're, you, 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 you're basically working for what you've worked for all year long. You know, with the League Cup, with, you know, European Cups for a lot of big teams as well, especially they're secondary. You know, they're secondary to, to doing well in the Premier League or um, if you're a championship club, you know, uh, once again, you know, it's secondary to, to getting promoted. But when you get into that playoff place, right, that could be huge for the club in terms of where they're going to be playing their football over the next few years. Are you going to be a championship club, which continues playing its football at that particular level, or are you going to be an elite Premier League club um, where you're bringing in, you know, ridiculous, ridiculously good players and playing at Old Trafford, playing at the Etihad, playing at uh, Stamford Bridge. Um, and when when you look back at something like that, when you look back at a promotion, when you look back at a promote playoff final, uh, that is the point where, you know, things could have been completely different. That's That's all I'll say. I think you've made a very good case for it. I don't, I don't disagree at all. I think it's a match. There's not many matches that change your future. You win an FA Cup, yeah, you get into Europe next season. It's amazing. And, you know, 
you, you, I can't, I won't do it. I'm not going to sit here and do it down. I'm not going to do down a League Cup final. But do they change your season or the next season as much as this playoff final does? And I don't think they do. I think it's an incredible victory. But say Villa won the FA Cup against um, Arsenal back in two, 2014, 2015, whenever it was. They still get relegated next season. That doesn't change a thing. Yeah, we make it into Europe. We get knocked out by Rapid Vienna. You know the way it goes. Um, yeah. And, and you get relegated and you, wow, you've won the FA Cup. It's brilliant. You've got this brilliant memory. That's fantastic. But what, what's the future of exactly, the club? Exactly. And exactly. And I mean, if, and if, if you disagree with me or, or you, James, right? If you disagree with us uh, and, uh, and, and you think there's no sense to it, why don't you go and ask a Birmingham City fan? <laughs> yeah, completely. Completely. Because the playoff final, you have we have this magnif- magnificent team that we can look at and we can pick apart and we can say these are really good players you know they've given me so much great memories if you want them to stay you want this player final to win and you want it it's not it's just going to be so big mate because you lose an FA Cup final you don't necessarily lose players the season after you lose the player final you lose your team yeah exactly exactly you know it's it's it's, it's it is the huge huge difference at the end of the day players want to be in Europe players want to be um, you know, playing uh, playing with the biggest teams every other week. Um, and yeah, that's it at the end of the day, isn't it? That's why we've lost so many players over the last few years. And when you're in the championship, there is this huge exodus. Um, either you've got players who are not good enough for the Premier League and therefore are happy playing for the champ- playing in the championship, or you've got players who are realising their potential and will at some point be too good for the championship um, and, and want to get in the Premier League. And so if you can't be the vessel that, that takes them there, they end up moving on. And I worry for us because we've got the likes of Jack Grealish around and we've got the likes of James Chester around who, you know, to be brutally honest, are, are too good to be playing in the championship every week. And that's why it's so important that we do win this playoff uh, this playoff tournament. And yet the playoff is so important because it's like a, if you're o- overperforming in the championship, like teams like Reading, for example, are a perfect example, a kick away from the Premier League. They were terrible. Last season, they outperformed. They overperformed every metric you can use to measure them. And eventually, the average does come back to bite you. There's not a team in the world that consistently outperforms for more than a season. So when you outperform, like, like Leicester, you, out, you overperform, you get your title, you celebrate. Like Burnley, you overperform, you get seventh place, you celebrate. You overperform in a championship, get to the player final and lose. Your next season's going to be a disaster. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And and whilst whilst you might make it in the Premier League and go straight back down, you've got the parachute money, and that that at the end of the day makes a huge difference. Um, it's not just the money though; is you get the time, you get three more years to figure something out. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Yeah, uh, and I mean the playoff final is it? Is it not the most expensive game in 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 uh, English football. Could even venture to say world football, mate. I don't know what you're ranking for winning the Champions League, but I think winning the the playoff title versus winning the Champions League, it's got to be close. You win boatloads for the playoff. I'd go venture to say English football, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was close to either a Europa League or Championship prize pot, Champions League prize pot. It's got to be close, mate, because they rave on about that how much money you win. When you win the player final, so let me find out actually. Are you up there, you know. You? Hang on, I'm, I've got to, I'm going to Google this anyway whilst we're talking. But yeah, I, you, you can see why. I mean, it's just the context, context of the match. It's so important. It's more important than any cup in the last ten years was. Mm. To Villa. Oh, exactly. It is. It is. We, 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 all, all our league cups, all our FA Cup finals, have been great. Um, 
But at the end of the day, you know, you you, you turn up there and you get uh, shafted by by a poor referee and the bigger team wins, um, which is what happened to us, uh, I think, the first time around. Um, and yeah, we just it, it it was one of those things where it was second. Excuse me. Um, it was secondary to our season. We wanted to do well in the league. Uh, under Sherwood, obviously, uh, it would have been nice to get the FA Cup because we did so poorly anyway. Um, but even if we'd won those, I don't think we'd have been raving on about it for years because we've been on a downward spiral for so long that, you know, uh, this this would be the first one, which is like... You've hit something there that is key because you said it, it would be nice to win it. It it wouldn't it would be more than nice to win the playoff title. It's essential to win it. It's not just nice. That is it. At the end of the day, it's not one that's for. It's not just about celebration. It's also about relief, uh, and it, and it's also just just you don't win the FA Cup and League Cup and then in the summer you know plan something huge and kind of go like yeah no this is it this is this, everything's changed for us you know we can start making new plans we can start doing things on, off the back of this you do, you can't go over to players. Uh, you know, playing at big clubs and saying, right, we want you to come and join us. And the reason why you should join us is because we won the FA Cup. It's not like that. Uh, Whereas with the playoffs, it is, right, okay, we've won the playoffs. Now we can really sort of start thinking forward and start making new plans for what we can do as a Premier League team. Uh, And and really, that is it at the end of the day. One is a huge forward step. um, The other one's a little forward step. No, I completely agree, mate. Shall we move on to Leeds? Yep, yep, go for it. but just before we do, uh, I saw that the 2017 playoff winner, according to the Daily Mirror, um, got 170 million t- uh, 170 million pounds uh, for their time in the Premier League. Um, but it could have, co- but if if you survive relegation, basically, um, it would be something close to the figure of about 300 million pounds. But it's not about prize money when they calculate this, by the way. It's about sort of like what sort of money you'll get for, for being in the Premier League as well. So, yeah, there you go. Let's not forget that you get Champions League TV revenues, which are pretty penny as well. Exactly, exactly. Why not both? Why not both? Why not aim for both, eh? But yeah, Premier League money coming, hopefully, after a guaranteed playoff spot that was secured with a victory against Leeds United on Friday. Wasn't the best match in the world. No, it was drab. I, I kind of like saw myself, felt myself kind of like, Drifting in and out of it, um, it was nice to see. It was it was Josh Onomer and Jack Grealish, wasn't it? And you know, it was nice to see them linking up. I think Josh Onomer got got stick again, uh, but I personally thought he played all right. Um, and it was good to see Lewis Graben get a goal as well because uh, it's been a fair few games for him, if I remember correctly, since he's bagged one. And that, I mean, that 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 could be the difference. You know, I, I mean, this is going to be an overused phrase over the next few weeks. That could be the difference between us getting promoted and not getting promoted because uh, last few weeks or so, our strikers haven't been getting goals. They, you know, they haven't been on fire uh, really. I mean, I know Hogan did grab one um, not too long ago, but yeah, it, it, you need you need grabs to start picking those goals back up if we're going to you know start banging them in uh, in in the most important games. More on Josh, and I think he was really good, mate. And uh, what annoys me is that we on Twitter. It seems that the vast majority of fans, and I've, I've took bullets for this, mate. And the vast majority of fans, they don't like being called the vast majority, even though they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people say it's a sweeping statement, but I'm not talking about a race here or a religion. It's Villa <laughs> fans, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I can make broad generalizations because I see a lot of the crap you say, and a lot of the crap you say is usually tagging me in it in reply to something. But anyway, I digress, I digress. And um, we're not pra- praising Josh Onoma for the same things we praised 
year Kip Janison for, and that's odd. That's frankly incredible. And people say, oh, he's only done it in one match. It only took us one match to prize Bia Kip Janison because he he was slotted in that defensive defensive midfield against Nottingham Forest, and we were happy to you know give him the plaudits. Josh Anima put in a really good performance in you know central midfield battling across the map. Yeah, he had some dodgy touches and made some dodgy passes, but he, he put his, he really did get stuck in in almost a defensive role, and we're not crediting him for that. Yeah, you say he made made some dodgy passes. You know, he completed thirty two. I mean, I think he completed thirty two passes, and he had a pass success uh, pass success rate of eighty one percent, which you know is, is good. You know, um, and and the the other thing with him as well was he, he he made a fair few tackles. You know, he got in the air quite a bit as well. And I believe it was actually the first time he's ever been played in that position with Grealish in the same position that Huram plays. Uh, and the two of them actually worked really well together. And um, I also uh, I have to say it, uh, I was also impressed with with Glenn Whelan shielding the two of them and, and and doing a doing a good job in that midfield. I'd really like to see, mate, and I'll get onto Whelan in a minute. I'd really like to see a midfield of uh, Onoma, Grealish and Bjarnason because that's not something we play. We haven't played a midfield three of those, yeah. I don't think. And I think that would be our best midfield. It would be great. Genuinely. But then you're dropping Hurahan who's banged in, you know, double figures this season. And, and that he's been so consistent that, you know, picking somebody like Onoma ahead of him wouldn't be fair. But, 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 I think... Onoma is there as an option, uh, just like just like you know, Bjarnas and 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 Jedinak have almost been interchangeable in some in some games. Um, I think you know having three main central midfielders in Onoma, Grealish, and Huran being interchangeable. You know, I think it's it's only a good thing. There's another Onoma argument we need to shut down as well because people say why not play one of your own players, and uh, if you can find me an Aston Villa <laughs> midfielder to step up in central midfield who hasn't. Already, then uh, be my guest and show me someone. But what about what about Jake Doyle Hayes, mate? You know, what about what about the youngsters? No, we always go. What play? about the youngsters? What Why about the youngsters, mate? The young. This isn't the time for youngsters. On the in the play in the not in the knockout time, yeah, yeah. But when we're still when people are still thinking about automatic promotion, and believe me, the Villa squad still better be thinking about automatic promotion. We know it's out of their hands, but they can't for a second think. You know, let's let's stop. You know what I mean? They've got to keep going for it. I don't think you bring, you bring in youngsters. You bring in people like Onoma. Yeah, because what happens at the end of the day, right, if Fulham end up slipping up? Because they won't, right? But they only, I mean, they, they drew one all with Brentford yesterday, which, okay, is it still a decent result and still holds them ahead of us, you know, by, uh, by a fair few points. You know, I think, I think they're still ahead of us by three points. Um, and then you've got Cardiff as well, who still have a few games to play. Um, like, you know, what what happens if these teams start slipping up? You need to be ready to pounce just in case. And it is a, it's a big, big just in case. But, you know, at the end of the day, Cardiff still have to play Forest. They still have to play Derby County. Uh, you know, they've got battling Hull City and a battling Reading there as well coming at the end of the season. Um, and we don't want to be that team that that is kind of just sitting on the sidelines going, well, you know, we're not getting promoted anyway. You know, it doesn't matter if we don't get these these points. No, we need to think about getting nine points from here on until the end of the season. We need to get nine points, right? Win all three remaining games, right? So if Fulham lose one, they're in trouble. And if Cardiff lose a couple, they're in trouble. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's all we need to think about. Because if somebody's going to be there to pick up the scraps, it needs to be us. And also, this kind of youngsters argument, bringing the youngsters, is always an argument. 
that people use just to fall back on. And I don't think we have a young player capable of performing higher than Hurahan, Onama, or anyone else in that box-to-box role which Hurahan's done. Because Jack Dorhays is someone as I see, who obviously is uh, someone who will ping the ball around in that Glenn Whelan position, who will sit back, hold on to the ball, and ping it out to the wings. He's a you know a great player for the ball. I don't know if he's going to be that engine that Josh Onama and Hurahan have been. Yeah, but you talk about box to box, right? You tell me what eighteen or nineteen year old can can honestly in any team effectively play that position. Right? That is a lot of work and that is a lot of experience that goes into being box to box. When you're box to box, you've got to be trusted to do incredible work defensively whilst also doing incredible work going forward. You've got to be that link between defense and and uh, and, and and attack, right? You've got to be trusted that for a full 90 minutes you're able to run back and forth up that pitch, make sure you don't lose any focus, right? Whilst uh a team like Wolverhampton Wanderers are trying to run you over in midfield, right? You've got to be able to you've got to be able to handle that, right? And at the end of the day, eighteen or nineteen year old midfielders, generally they don't they don't come out and start for Premier League teams. No, and then, I mean not not I mean generally don't come out and start for Championship teams. I said, yeah, it's, it's not to go and say that it can't be done, but what I'm saying is is that it's it's very very difficult to get one of them who's going to fit in you know very very well with your system and and isn't going to slip up um, and. That's it at the end of the day. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think we have a midfielder or a young midfielder who's, who's able to do that just yet. Uh, but it takes years of practice. And I think especially now with Hayes as well, it's harder to break into sides because of that. Um, and when you've got the sort of talent that we've got, the sort of experience that we've got in the team, it's it's hard to justify it. It's also, a, uh, it's, it seemed very similar to Fabian Delph, almost, that box-to-box role. That we, We've been missing that. We've really been missing that. And uh, let's not forget that we signed Fabian Duff in 2009 and he didn't kick on, really start kicking on. It's about 2013. <laughs> it was a long time. Yeah. It was four, four yeah. years before he became, you know, cemented his position and started looking really well in the first team. Oh, absolutely. And I think Fabian Duff, if he, you know, if, if we'd continued playing, if we'd actually started, you know, playing better, you know, with, with Delph and Benteke in that team, I have no doubt that Fabian Delph would have gone on to be one of England's key players as well because he had all of the skills. But uh, it, it, it was, again, you know, him coming in as a 19-year-old, we had to wait for a long, long time until he got into the team. Um, and, 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 and players develop over, over time. They're not going to develop by you throwing them into the team in a situation where you know they're going to get flattened. And Fabian Delph didn't exactly look good when he started either. Took him a long time to kick on, a really, really long time. You know, I'm mate, it's mad how he had the patience. Mate, he was right-footed in FIFA for a while, you know, which tells you everything. You know, people just didn't know anything about him. He was injured. Yeah, he, he was a very unknown quantity. Oh, yeah, that was it. I forgot about that, the injury. Constantly injured, constantly injured, mm. constantly trudging around in midfield. You know, we were thinking, people were thinking Gary Gardner is going to come on instead of this lad. And yeah, he, he did blossom and he did do well and all credit to him, but you can't, not give on I know Anima isn't our player, but he is our player right now. So give him the time, give him the patience and let him do his job in these last few games because who knows who's gonna pick up an injury. It's a stupid argument. You know, we've got a really good uh, goalkeeper out on loan in the in 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 you know the 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 form of Pierre Luigi Gallini and you know, you don't hear people going, oh, why is Johnston over here? You know, we need Galini over here because he's our goalkeeper. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, I think people have been incredibly selective over over this, right? Uh, why, why is Robert Snodgrass playing instead of 
say, Ahmed El Mohamedi on the right wing. You know, people aren't making the argument for other players. It's literally just Josh Onoma. Yeah, no, you're right because why can't Andre Green come on? When Albert Adoma's having a bad game and uh, or and we switch out Snodgrass, why can't Andre Green come on if he's not injured? You know, why can't Callum O'Hare come on? We're making incredible arguments to suit people who we have biases against. And we, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Onoma has had a great season. He started off really well. He went off the boil and he's had one good game since then. Fair enough. But let's just see what happens. Centre midfield, he hasn't really been deployed in that role. And uh, I think he did really well. I think he really did make a name for himself again. And I want to see continue. Even if it does keep someone like Conor Huron out of the team, because if what that does is keep him fresh. So why not? Yeah, I mean, him and Greenish link up well. We know they link up well. We've seen them link up well as well uh, at earlier points. Me and you watched it in uh, Burton. Yeah, yeah, we. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. I remember you you making the point from the stands, and you know, I I, I, I was trying to notice it, you know, after after you mentioned it and, it, and it really was true. And look, at the end of the day, Onoma played really, really well against Leeds United. And if he wants to, if he wants to play well, he will. Yeah, okay, you get you get inconsistency, and I think there's inconsistency with a lot of players, and especially a player of his age. He's twenty years old. He's twenty years old. I don't think Steve Bruce brought him in, you know, expecting him to be starting every single game, but he's a very good option. Because pure talent-wise, right, people can say what they want. He's probably got more talent than a lot of our midfielders. He just isn't quite honed in yet. Yeah. Because give him a few years' time, Onoma will be playing for the England team. I think Josh Onoma has played more games for Villa at his age than Fabian Dalf did at Fabian Dalf's age. Let's give him a bit of time. He, 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 you know, if we go up and do end up signing him, because I don't think he's got that much future at Tottenham from what I'm hearing from Tottenham fans. Why not? Why not? Why not? If it's not going to cost us 15, 20 million, why not? Because uh, news is coming out, mate. That's uh, Robert Snodgrass is going to cost us about 12, 30 million to sign. And a lot of people have went off that. What went, went off on what sense? In what sense? Aren't happy with it? They don't want to sign him because he costs 13 million, which frankly is a drop in the bucket considering we signed Ross McCormack for 15 million. Yeah, but we shouldn't decide Ross for Cormac for 15 million. <laughs> That's a good argument. That's a good argument. But mate, look what <laughs> Robert Snodgrass has done for us. And I, what, he can do that in the Premier League because he did it for Hull. So, okay, but, why not? Okay, if we, if we get promoted, okay. Um, If we don't get promoted, do you want to be paying 15 million for a 31-year-old? Not really. I mean, I, like, it doesn't matter who they are. That's a lot of money. I don't think. It's a lot of money, yeah. Uh. I don't think it cost us 12 or 13 million pounds. I think Bruce would probably, you know, work out a deal with David Moyes. I mean, you don't, you don't quite know what they're going to cost. You know, it's a, it's going to be a combination. I mean, if we get promoted anyway, it'll be a combination of Robert Snodgrass going back to West Ham and saying, look, no, um, this club didn't value me. Uh, let me leave. Um, and it will be a combination then of uh, basically Steve Bruce saying to David Moyes, you know, sell up. And um, David Moyes kind of coming back and saying, um, He's never worked with Snodgrass and obviously he wants to see what he can do first, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think it'd end up costing that much. I don't know. I don't know who, where these figures get plucked out from. I don't know who's gone over to David Moyes to kind of directly get a valuation on him. Um, but it's really hard to trust anything, which kind of preempts something like that this early at this, uh, you know, at the, the, the point of, um, at the point of where we're at. It'll break my heart for us to sign Robert Snodgrass after this season. It'd break, it would break my heart. No, we should bring him back if we can afford him. Absolutely, absolutely. But we should be we should be paying market value for him. Uh, we shouldn't have to, you know, be paying silly money for him. 
Yes, so uh, back onto that Leeds United match. It was uh, Villa were deserved winners. We didn't put away the chances, though. We really did make a few, especially Scott Hogan, who really did get a lion's share of the chances. Late on, mate, threw on goal twice. The scoreline stayed 1-0. And uh, I feel so bad. I really, really do feel bad for him. He doesn't want my pity. He's a hard worker. He's discussed that multiple times in interviews with the uh, official club media output. Mm. I just feel so crappy for him. Yeah, but it shows you he's in the wrong mindset, doesn't it? He's very, he's very much a confidence player, Scott Hogan. So if he's banging him in, he'll bang him in. We know, we know that. But he needs to get out of that mindset of thinking, I mean, of, of, of throwing himself off and losing focus every time uh, he, he puts away, I mean, every time he doesn't put away a couple of chances, because that's the kind of thing which will, which will harm us in, in, in big matches. Um and it's the thing that's going to harm him as well, because at the end of the day, if he if he's not banging him in like that, even when it doesn't really matter at the point of the game that we're at, he's just going to get displaced. He's just going to get displaced by Lewis Graben and, and Jonathan Codger. And when it comes to this summer, um, I don't know. It'll be tough on it. I mean, that's that's the only thing. Um, you you do get the feeling that once he bangs one in again, he'll he'll, he'll just he'll just go from where he was. It's just it happens to strikers every now and then. Um, I just wish that we'd start putting away the chances that that that, that we do get like that because uh, a lot of the time, what seems to happen is we're we're one nil up or we're two nil up, and we we miss a chance like that, and we just kind of go, oh well, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're two nil up, but we need to be predators, man. If we're gonna if we're gonna survive the the playoff. Uh, Playoff semis and final. Nah, you're spot on. Uh, we're going to have to do so much more. And uh, we did see Jonathan Codger come on. And he is, uh, he's sluggish, but he's getting there, right? Well, he did play the, he played the entire match, right? Sorry, he came on against Cardiff and uh, looked really good. Uh, done a, a brilliant step over to leave a defender on his ass before firing a shot across the face for the goal into the keeper. And he started a full 90 <laughs> minutes mate, against Leeds and he did look good, but he did he was frustrated. He was, I wouldn't say he was marked out the game, but Leeds did a very good job of uh, kind of forcing the ball towards Graben more than Codger. It was, it was one of those decisions, wasn't it, where if we'd ended up losing and not scoring any goals, people would have been irate at Steve Bruce. You know why? Why have you started a player that's clearly not fit? You know, clearly isn't isn't back uh, up to the standard that he was at before. But uh, because we did end up winning the game, I think it was a very very brave decision from Steve Bruce to actually start Jonathan Codger, and I have to say fair play to him for it because a player like that just needs to be on the ball, especially a player as greedy as Jonathan Codger. You know, he's not he's not the kind of striker that you know. Um, he relies on his positioning and relies on, you know, being in the right place at the right time to, to you know, uh, snatch one. Uh, he's not really a Scott Hogan in that kind of sense. He's very much the kind of striker that that, that wants to be take, carrying out the attacks by himself, that wants to be trying to beat defenders. And you can't do that if you're only getting 20-minute spells. No, he, he does. He's, he fits and starts is what he's getting. And to be honest, it's a surprise we've even seen him, but it's clear that he's getting geared up for the playoffs. Because if there's one playoff player that we have, I mean, Robert Snodgrass is capable of some magic, of course. There's Jack Grealish, who always shows up at Wembley, except for the final, of course. And um, Jonathan Codger, mate, at the drop of a hat, he produces magic. He'll be like a new signing for us. He'll be like an absolutely new signing for us, as long as we can get a goal from him. And I think that I think that's the direction Steve Bruce is heading with this. If, if Codger can get, a, can get a goal or two, right, we might just be set and we might just have a fantastic player on our hands for the playoffs. Um I'm sure players like Lewis Graben are going to really, really want it as well. Uh, somebody like Lewis Graben as well, in one sense, might be a real, real positive uh, to have around during the playoffs. Why? Because 
of the strikers who are playing for for any of these sides, he you can make a case for um, could be the least nervous one because at the end of the day, if Lewis when when Lewis Graben is straight through on goal, he's not worried about whether he's going to be staying in the championship um, if he misses because he goes back to his Premier League club at the end of it. Uh, so there's no real pressure on him. Um, and, you know, we, we then have, you know, the option of Graben or Codger. And uh, I think that's good for Steve Bruce, uh, especially considering Scott Hogan's not been informed. No, you're spot on. You're spot on. And uh, we are, we've guaranteed that playoff spot thanks to that victory against Leeds. It was a uh, sluggish match. Uh, Leeds never looked dangerous. Uh, I do feel a bit for Paul Heckingbottom, but he's clearly not getting on at Leeds United. And I don't know if he's a uh, stock, if there's a manager whose stock has dropped further than Heckingbottom's. You know you know what? It was that Leeds lineup as well. It's quite sad because you know I, I used to look at the Leeds United Leeds United lineup um, whenever they played a championship game and kind of think, right, now that team is wicked. You know, it looks amazing. That Leeds lineup for the first time in a long time, I looked at and went, you know what? That does not scare me whatsoever. That is a really not poor, but a very very average side. Um, you know, they're missing a lot of players as well, aren't they? They just I mean they, they should be doing so much better, so so much better than they are. No, they should be. They should be. They should be. And uh, I mean, they have been unlucky. You know, Luke Ayling's out. Uh, Tyler Roberts has been out forever. Um, you know, they've got. I think. I don't. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, like I said, um, a lot of their big players are out. Adam Forshaw as well. Lawrence DeBock. You know, they, they, they've got. They've had too many injuries this season, and I think that's 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 gone against them. Um, we've had the same problem. It's happened to us. You know, numerous seasons. Uh, but I think, especially for them, uh, it's it's just. It's been a case with them of they've been so close for too long and they've almost just settled into that point where they're just never going to make it out. They're they're very much like Derby County for me at the moment. I mean, whenever they do make it out, it'll be huge. But yeah, they've they've missed their boat way too many times. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully you don't miss the boat for our next match. We've got one to preview, mate. Um, We have got Ipswich on Saturday. Ipswich, a team in a a weird kind of mid-table turmoil. Um, it's odd. <laughs> it is really odd the situation there, where they are quite, they are uh, angry at a manager. They've they've just sacked McCarthy basically, who's done an incredible job of keeping them relevant despite the team they have, and uh, he's been sacked. And who, where do they go? Where do they go from here? It looks like League One next year, so probably mate. Um, they don't have a good team at all. Uh, really punching above their weight, Cardiff style almost. Um, they should be in the lower lower. They should be battling relegation with that squad. And uh, Mick McCarthy's actually Ipswich, Ipswich, yeah. And uh, Mick McCarthy's been belted out the team for doing what seems to be a really good job. And uh, the fans hate him. Right. So the Mick McCarthy situation actually really, really made me laugh. Um, I think it was this week. Uh, like, obviously, he'd been sacked. Well, effectively, he'd been told that his contract was not going to be. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be laughing, mate, considering he's got to go to the job centre. You know, after doing. He's doing a really good job. Listen, he was. he's the one. Right. I mean, he has plenty of time to go and sort himself out. Right. But he's the one that resigned at the end of the day. Right. I, I, I know he could have seen it out to the end of the season. You know, he could have gone off and it would have looked good for him. And, he, and you know, anybody's going to look, he's going to get hired straight away. Right. As soon as soon as a team sacks their manager in championship or league one, Mick McCarthy is going to be right in there. He's waiting on it. So don't worry about that. But what I found really, really funny was the decision that essentially made him like just quit and just go, you know, basically sod this was, um, he, he basically, he got, he got booed like big time. Um, you know, 
they took a match. I mean, basically, Ipswich took the lead. They were they were they were winning the game. Um, they won the game. I can't remember. Right, no, they, exactly right. They were, they were winning the game when he took off a player who was widely considered to be the best player on the night. Right, Barry Cotter. He was a nineteen-year-old defender that he signed. He's first, he signed from Limerick. His first match. <laughs> it's, it's his first first game, right? It's, he signed him for fifty grand. He's played for Limerick. That's where he's got him from. He takes him off whilst Ipswich are in the lead, and the fans start booing him like crazy. And Mick McCarthy's just gone. But it's his first game. He's not fit enough to be playing in the championship for a full 90 minutes. Uh, and, and and the fans are irate at him for purely for taking him off. So he's he's just he's just gone off on that. He's just decided to 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 to, to get rid of himself and, and resign off the back of that. It's absolutely crazy. No, it's it's disgusting. To be honest, mate, it's completely disgusting. And what's more disgusting is the fact that Ipswich fans act like you can't have an opinion because, quote-unquote, you haven't had to put up with that dross. What fucking dross? You're mid-table in the championship exactly where you should be. Barry Cotter's 19 years old as well. What, what, do, you want, what, do, you, what do you want him to do in his first game in English football? No, he is infuriating. Oh, and uh, I do feel sorry for him. And I think he, like, he was going to get sacked at the end of the season, mate. So he, so he may as well have resigned, but it's just the way he did it in the press conference. They asked him about, he was talking about the match, you know, I'm glad to have won this, blah, blah. Then they said, what about Barry Cotter? And then he slammed his hands on the table and went, well, they booed me. And that's the last I'll have to put up, up with this because I'm out. Slammed his hands on the desk and he's out. He's gone. <laughs> what about Barry Cotter? <laughs> but, no, but it, is, it is infuriating, mate, because he's had Ipswich punching maybe two or three places above their weight. And last season they were even better. So I don't know, I don't know what Ipswich fans want. Do they want a title? Do they want a championship title? Because their owners can have to put his hand in the pocket a bit more. Mate, they were close once. They had McGoldrick and Murphy up front. That was uh, an absolutely lethal strike force. But they don't have any money, Ipswich. There's not. There's like what? What is there for Mick McCarthy to work with? You know, we can sit here as Villa fans and think, right? Oh, you know, we wouldn't be satisfied with 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 what's happening but but we've that's fair enough, right? but we can't they're fucking Ipswich. No, exactly exactly we've got we've got um we've been money rolled right Ipswich could never dream of spending 24 million pounds on a player do you know what i mean so mick mccarthy's he's he's, he's done he's, he's done what he can he's he's he's, he's done he's tried his best but realistically um it probably was the right time for them to part ways yeah it's been there um, five years because been there ages yeah they haven't changed anything. So, okay, that's fine. That's fair enough. But blame the owner. Don't blame the fucking manager. I'm sorry, I'm swearing a bit too much. I'm swearing. I hold my hands on. I'm swearing a bit too much. But that's annoying. That's like, I guess Steve Bruce hasn't performed the best, but Mick McCarthy was doing as, as expected. <laughs> Why are they so angry? Yeah, but I think, I think they've probably come to a point where they've just thought, you know, we need somebody who's going to, do something different. We need to try something different at the very least. And I think they tried to make it come across as, you know, a positive parting. Uh, but, you know, whatever happens between you and the owners is fair enough. But for the Ipswich fans to treat you like you're, you're sodding ours and Wenger, you know, and that you've destroyed their, their club because of the fact that you've taken off a 19-year-old Irish defender no, on his first game. And... He hate Mick, Mick McCarthy hated the fans because you see everyone must have seen the clip when it Ipswich scored that kind of like I don't know if it was a last minute goal against Norwich in the that whatever derby they have against each other 
but um, he was sc- swore at his own fans, <laughs> like screaming, swearing at his own fans when uh, uh, it switched belted in the equaliser. So it's it's been kicking off, and I don't get, I, I can't understand it because I look at the problem, and that problem is an ownership problem, straight up. Wait, that 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 Mick McCarthy thing with with, with Norwich. Was that was that to it? That was by his own fans, was yeah. it? I thought he was saying. I thought he did that to his. No, <laughs> that was he made, definitely he made, he made the arms definitely towards his own fans, mate. Because he was like, yes, right, and then he was like, he made a, a bad arm sign, right, yelling, um, and I I thought that was sort of like a look at that. We've absolutely smashed you, Norwich City. This is to you. I didn't realize that was to his own fans. That is definitely there is no other reason for that, mate. There is no other... They were booing him the whole game. There is no other reason. Especially with how he's resigned. There's that no is other hilarious, reason. mate. But um, they are rudderless. They are expecting better... They're clearly expecting uh, Wolves-style football or Fulham-style football down at Portman Road. And uh, I really want Villa to smash the fuck out of them for that. Look, I think Ipswich Town just want to be Norwich at this point. Like, that's... Their, their, okay, that's harsh. I think they just want it to... They, they want to have that kind of experience again, right? Ipswich Town, let's not forget, have a bit of a history, right? They've won the, the English League. They've won know. the UEFA Cup, whatever it was called back in the day, Intercity Fairs, whatever. But they've won, they've won European trophies. They're above Norwich! They're above Norwich! Yeah, they are. They're, they're nine points behind Bristol City. They're 12. That's better than I thought they were doing. Yeah, that, I mean, they, they haven't really been in a in a, in a, in a relegation battle. Do you know what I mean? They haven't been in one for I think since McCarthy's been around. Not that I remember. I mean, they may have been. That's even that's even but, more frustrating. That is really, really, really annoying. And we no Villa got to smash them. Villa got to smash them, mate. Yeah, no, we smash them. We're, we're, we're... Worst team in the championship. Worst fans. We'll do it for Mick. Yeah, I think that's do it for for, for Mick. No, like for Frodo. Yeah, for Mick. <laughs> that's 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 what it is, man. At the end of the day, I hope we I hope we beat them because I don't like the way they've handled Mick McC- the Mick McCarthy situation and. Uh, in in general, um, I, I hope Barry Cotter plays as well. I think it would be great to see him get a full ninety minutes and um, you know sort of uh, stop being able to run by the eightieth uh, because of the fact that uh, you know he's, he's not able to carry on because he doesn't have the um, because he doesn't have the stamina to do it. I hope that's what happens. Um, but I mean, if we look at their side of switch, you know, if we're, if we're going to be a little bit more analytical, you know, let's sort of talk about their strengths. They're, they're good with um, uh, basically, I think in general, they're very much a, a decent set piece side. They're, they're good at scoring from free kicks. Uh, they're, you know, they, they play wide football and players wise, you know, they, they've got a couple of decent players in there that could, um, who could hurt us really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean. Looking forward to this one. I think we'll be a better side than them in general, but uh, we've got to look out for the Joe Garner headers, haven't we? That's it. 13, but no, 14, whatever. 13 points behind the playoffs, mate. That's not even like that bad. They're not going to get a playoff place, but being 13 points behind isn't like the worst thing in the world. Acting, what the hell? I barely understand this. I can't comprehend this. <laughs> don't, I don't, yeah, okay. I I don't understand the, the McCarthy. No, you, you know what's happened. They've, they've seen Millwall charge up the table and went, "Why can't that be us?" And I don't think Millwall would be capable of doing the same thing next season. It's a one-off. Yeah, like, that's true. Uh, we got to smash. We got to kill them. We got to kill them off. We got to eradicate the club. Look, they they they're likely going to be playing five at the back. I think that's what they generally do. Uh, I think that's always a very very bad idea against Villa. 
100% it's a bad idea against Villa because guess what? We're an attacking side. You know, we're, we're, we're a team that are going to try and come at you. And I'm sorry, but if you're not giving us anything, you know, we, we will end up scoring goals. Um, no, we have, to, we have to beat them, mate. We have to beat them and uh, let them slide down the table because that's just completely unacceptable. I've just seen their league position. And I mean, any Ipswich fan can come to me and say, you haven't witnessed the dross. Being 12th is higher than odd place. Mate, it's higher Ipswich, than we finished I'll put them 16th. I'll put them 16th. If you were to ask me, where would Ipswich Town finish this season? I'll go 17th, 16th. Yeah, twelfth is fucking. I mean, yeah, you're not going to achieve anything. But what are you pl- what are you setting out to achieve with that squad? They're in the middle of a bad run, though, like a really, really bad run. To be fair to them, like, uh, I mean, let me let me let me have a look back at them. Uh, they haven't. I mean, they, obviously, they won the game against Barnsley uh, a cup. I mean, a few days ago, but before that, they hadn't won since um, you know, since like the start of March, I think it was against Sheffield Wednesday. You know, they they, 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 they they lost to Hull, lost to Bristol, lost to Birmingham, three games in a row. Got, you know, drew against Millwall and lost to Brentford as well. Got a get, got the win against Barnsley and lost to Nottingham Forest as well. I mean, they, they have been poor. They've been ridiculously poor. I think they started off the season fairly well because they, they went on a, a mad run of like five straight wins. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but, you know, since then it has been pretty poor. Uh, and I think it's having banging in the goals. You know how I mentioned that Joe Garner, um, you know, we've got to look out for his headers. Turns out he's been injured. So, <laughs> you know, that might be one of the reasons why they haven't been scoring goals. Are they, are they blaming Mick for that injury by any chance? Yeah, probably, yeah. Mick injured it. No, uh, mate, let's get to some predictions, mate, because uh, I am truly astonished that Mick McCarthy has been... I am, like, after... I didn't even know the league table. I didn't even know the, the position they're in. They're one place under quote, the quote-unquote best manager in the championship, Lee Johnson. So if Lee Johnson's that good and Mick McCarthy's one place under him, that means Mick McCarthy was the second best. Yeah, well. <laughs> what the fuck? Do, oh, God. Do you know what? I've just looked at the injury table as well and it just it just makes even more kind of, it just makes you feel even worse for him. Right. When you ask I'm not going to sit here and defend like Tony Pulis point two, but to be sat, to be booed, nah. You can't be having It's like West Brom and Pulis. You had them punching above their weight and look what look how it turns out. It don't turn out good. These moves, unless you're going to attract a major, attract a philosophy, then they don't work out. But Ipswich will probably be hiring Steve Evans or someone, someone like that. Mm. Gary Megson. You know, it's not going to fucking work. It's got to be Steve Evans, hasn't it? It's yeah, got to be. Uh, pottering, pottering around somewhere. I think it's Peterborough he might be at. Peterborough, Rotherham. It's one of those, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's whichever club it is, they're. Probably not one that we care too much about. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, man. Let's get let's get the prediction then. And uh, I'll go first. I'll go first, mate. I'll go first. Go on. And I think uh, I'm going to go six uh, one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm fully intending. This is not a joke. I'm fully in the, intending to win this. Uh, my get on the, the off the mark, mate. I think we'll six one. I think we'll smash them. I, I I do think we'll smash them. I think it will be like four or five nil. But I'm going to go four nil. Look, look, I'll tell you. Look, let me tell you the injury table. Right. Well, this uh, this is against Nottingham Forest. These are the players that didn't play against Nottingham Forest because of injury. I'm not sure what the situation has changed or not. But Andre Dazelle, um, Dean Gherkin, Tom Adeyemi sounds bad already, right? Emir Hughes, David McGoldrick, Joe Garner, Dominic Yorfer, Luke Chambers. All of them were out injured against Nottingham Forest, right? Um, obviously, this isn't Mick McCarthy's fault. Uh, so, like. <sighs> 
for for some other manager to come in there and try and like piece this team together somehow. You know, they've been starting Waghorn and um, Selena up top over the last few games. Uh, I mean, am I worried that they're going to be banging in goals? Not really. Um, I would think it's nice to see the young Kosovan, Bursant um, Selina. You know, he's he scored seven goals in in twenty two starts, which is which is fair enough for him. But I, I, it doesn't worry me. I don't think they're going to score against us, uh, and uh, I don't think Martin Waghorn really is a you know a fantastic lead striker to have in the Premier League. Um, sorry, in the Championship. Mind you, he's got he's he's had a decent record this season. But yeah, I, I'm just not worried. It'll be four 0 yeah, 6-1 I'm going for, mate. And uh, I'd like to f- extend another thank you to at Trevor Sirs, our executive producer, along with uh, Phil Vogel of uh, 7500 to Holt, for uh, their constant work on the predictions. It has been fun, and we're having a bit of banter. But, man, I'm serious about this 6-1. We're going to do it. This is happening for Mick, if not anything else, for Mick. It's got to happen for Mick. It absolutely has to. And if, if we're not hiring him as part of our coaching staff over the next few weeks, then I'm not going to be happy. You know, I've just remembered on my championship manager 2002 to 2003 save, uh, Mick McCarthy is my assistant manager at Aston Villa. Oh, that's fantastic. So, no, no, uh, I do feel for him. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of this show, mate. Um, Leeds, Cardiff, I think we, you know, whatever's happened, automatic promotion, playoffs. We're just looking forward to the one game at a time now and I joined the football into the playoffs arrive, I guess. So uh, where can people find your stuff on Twitter? My Twitter's a bit dead at the moment. But uh, I'm going to be releasing. I'm going to, <laughs> dropping a mixtape. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to be. I'm going to be dropping uh, my documentary soon. Um, it's a history documentary. Uh, so just watch out for that. Uh, it will be out in the next few weeks or so. Uh, so just you know, keep an eye out on my Twitter for that. That's probably the biggest project I've got sort of going at the moment. Um, obviously, other stuff in the works um, coming up soon enough. But. Um, my my wrestling talk is twi- is, is 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 dried up now because WrestleMania is over. So any football fans, you're welcome to come back onto my Twitter now. It's at dhrazza. Yeah, and uh, you can catch me at Jamo Rushton, and you will only find there unwavering support of Mick McCarthy. <laughs> There'll be nothing else. And uh, I've got Football Manager on Nintendo Switch now, so you'll probably find more of that. I did try my Tim Stretch. I would say if the save file did corrupt, as I was about to win League Two with Barnet. Oh man! So. Uh, no, I'm gutted. I'm, I'm fully gutted. So, uh, yeah, I'll continue. And I will, you know, I might uh, hold the big uh, flag up high for good old Mick. Why not? Mick McCarthy. And uh, I think, yeah, mascot of the podcast will give him a job if no one else is going to. So, yeah, man, that's it for this week. We'll catch you after Ipswich uh, next Sunday. Uh, looking forward to whatever game is coming up next. But, yeah, for now, uh, look forward to Villa's next game. And we'll catch you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>